In this episode of Beyond the Closing, we talk with Jesse Roldan from EXP Realty on resolutions. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by First United Land Transfer. Enjoy the conversation. So Jesse, man, you know what? I got to tell you, I'm so happy to be here at uh, the end of 2019 and we're starting off to a new decade. You know, this is so exciting. And right now, this is the day where you start hearing people talk about resolutions, right? But today, as I'm looking up the word resolution, obviously resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something, right? So, and we tell ourselves, whether it's, you know, uh, my resolution is to lose weight or to actually um, buy a house. And, you know, I, I remember the one thing that you sent, that you said to me, uh, it's you don't plan to fail, you fail to plan. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. So today, as I'm uh, waiting for you to get here, buddy, I um, get a message from Tony Robbins. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I think the guy is actually a, an inspirational guru, right? Um, so, and, and I'm going to read this to you. It says, uh, the word resolution contains the word resolve. So when you resolve something, there's no going back and there's no other option. So the, the title of the... Um, and it really captured my attention. The title of the email that I got was 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. Wow. That's a that's a very, very high number. That's huge. That is, that is huge. Right? And, and wow. And, you know, the funny thing, 2020, I call the 2020 vision. Tell me that. Tell me a little bit about that. Because um, it's funny, about six months ago, when I finally realized that we were going into 2020, mm-hmm. uh, I just began my public speaking career, and I was talking to a coach, and she says, you know, Jesse, you can actually start working on your 2020 vision. Hmm. And I said, 2020 vision? She said, kind of <laughs> like, you need 2020 right. to be able to see clearly. And so here it is. This is the first time in history of mankind that we have a 2020 vision, a 2020 year. So this this is an amazing year that's about to come. Uh, and as I mentioned before, bringing closure to a year, um, resolving things in your life. Uh, one of the biggest things that I, I can say that I accomplished of 2019, resolving was, of course, becoming a homeowner again. That's right, you know. man. Congratulations. Was, yeah. That's a big move. And you guys were there for me. You were there with me through the process. But the second biggest thing that I was able to resolve in 2019 that was pretty huge in my life was the fact that I... I opened up the Pandora box in my life, which was to realize that I'm 48 years old. I'm almost 50. And I was able to resolve that I might only have two decades left in this earth. Right. That's 20 more years. So does it make sense for me to spend the rest of my life on things that are, doesn't make sense? Or did I spend and invest that time in things that actually have value? A, for the community, our clients, our people, our families. Our loved ones. I think we're put in this world in this on this earth to to add value Correct. to not ourselves, but to others, right? To actually help better serve find your our vision, community. find your your mission, right? Your your the calling, yeah. Let's say the calling in your life. That's one of the things that we uh, at the beginning of the year should start reflecting and think back and uh, ask ourselves, man, what's what's our purpose? Why are we here? So we yep. were all put in this earth to do something, right? Yep. So. Find that purpose, find that drive, find what moves you, and don't let it be self-serving. Let it be something where you're actually going to help others. Correct. And, you know, instead of making your resolutions, instead, commit to making progress, right? Commit to um, make yourself 
write write your plan as to what you want to do. Now, why why write and, your plan? There's a reason why you write your plan. Absolutely. Yeah. When you write your plan, right, it becomes a vision. Correct. Right, and it becomes more obtainable. Mm-hmm. You have it in front of you. If you don't, if you just say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to buy a house," and you leave it as that, mm-hmm. without putting down, without writing it down, without setting a goal as to when you want to buy that house by, right? Without that, because you're going to need money, right? So how much money are you going to need? And how long do you have to have this money in the bank? Right. Or how long do you have to be working? Or what kind of credit or utilization? You, all, all those, those stuff things. That, that, that preamp buying the house. Go into the big master plan. So you, you just. Which I wasn't ready, if you remember. But you made it. By God's grace, but I wasn't ready. And I said that the last time. I said, you know, I was not ready. I wish somebody would have said, look, Jesse, you're not ready for this. You need to go back six months, eight months, and make sure you're ready for this. So when you write something down, it becomes a goal, right? It becomes more tangible. So how do you plan to buy a house? Well, What would you do different? uh, Buying a house, the first thing I would have done was sit down with a really good professional, a loan officer, and say, look, Let's look at my health, my financial health. Right. Where Very important. And he would have told me, this is where you stand, Jesse. You're self-employed. You have income, but it's not reportable. This is what you're at. This is what you need to be claiming. This is what you need to be at. And I think if I would have done that, I would have had the right expectations. But because I jumped into it and I wasn't ready for it, all of a sudden I went from an FHA loan to a non-QM loan, which was an absolute horror. The end result, I did get the house, but it cost me 7875 which I now I'm refinancing. You see, but now I'm ready for it. I've been ready for the last six months. So what did I do different? My DTI is low. The income is high. I'll be able to refinance with Carlos, as a matter of fact, and, and I'll be able to, to get the rate that I need to go because I'm, I'm ready for it. What am I not ready for? I'm not ready for the losing weight. I got to lose 65 pounds. So what am I resolving? I got to walk every day. Whether I'm tired or not, I got to walk two miles, you know? I got to only eat once a day. You know, I got to stop eating. There's things that I have to do to be able to get there. So I think everything in our lives comes down to, like you said, having a goal, but a, a realistic goal. And and knowing that you have to work the plan backwards. Sometimes it's a five-year plan. You know, um, one of the things that I did in 2019, I made a big decision for my life and for my wife was to hire a an investor coach. I hired Ty. Ty decides an amazing guy. Yeah, he is for and, sure. I mean, he's a friend of the family. I, I love him. He was my broker. And I decided to make an investment. And I talked to someone the other day who's an investor. He says, you're paying $400 a month for what? I'm like, do you realize the headaches I'm going to save over the course of two, three years and the properties I'll be able to have because of the fact that I have a coach saying, hey, this is the goals. Write it down. Like you said, first thing I did with Ty was he says, write down your goals. What do you want to be at? What's stopping you? What do you need to be financially? Where are you at now? Where's your credit? You know, here's how you tap into funding. Here's how you tap into it. These are the hurdles that if I didn't have that in my life, um, I don't know where I'd be. I think that it also, by writing stuff down, paints a brighter picture of what it is that's in front of you, right? You're able to see it clearly. Why journal today? I didn't journal before. I started journaling probably five, six years ago for the first time? I'm guilty of that. And I have a journal that was given to me, but you know what? I have not once actually put something really? down. And it's- uh, So that's a, that's a good goal. Absolutely. Every day, like today, I, I had this podcast with Jesse. This is what we talked about. This is how I felt, blah, blah, blah. That's a little entry. 
Maybe like I put a little scripture verse. So you could look back at every day of the year of your life last year. And you know life. what, man, I got to tell you, that's one of the brightest things mm-hmm. I've heard. Yeah. It's uh, it's so yeah. important to do so, man. I, um, so I, I, I think ne- you've actually just inspired me to do the same thing. The next time we have a podcast, I'm going to bring one of my journals and I'll take you back to 2014, 2014 when I was incarcerated. And that was the first time I learned to do a journal because my sister sent me a journal. Right. And she said, this is an experience of a lifetime. She said, oh, this sure. will change you for life. She said, make sure that you journal. I'm like, I don't want to journal. She said, make sure you journal it because it's going to change your life. It's very humbling. <clears throat> and it's- I did. I journal. And you can see the pain, the successes, the tears through that journaling. I remember the one time when I was there, um, I, one of the entries that I wrote, I said, I can't believe it's my wife's birthday and I'm here. I can't believe that, you know, it's Christmas and I'm here without my family. I miss them. And I wrote, I wrote everything that I was feeling, all the pain. But I can go back to those pages and see my growth. I can see my failures. Um, I have today probably seven, eight journals that I have, um, different journals. I have business journals. I have personal journal. I have the naughty journal. You know, every time I've been naughty, I'm like, okay, I can't believe I just did this. You know? So that's I, usually something that Santa keeps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he didn't see it this year. No, good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. But I do have a, an early journal. And, and it makes sense because one day you're going to pass on. And here's the biggest thing. If you come to my office, if you saw that I have the seven rules where to live by or run this company by. Okay. The last thing says, and I wrote by inspiration, by by listening to Tony Robbins and Les Brown, some of these guys. Les Brown's the man. Yeah, I love Les Brown. Yeah, and la- the last thing I wrote in there was, remember that in the end is how you will be remembered. That's all you leave. There's the legacy behind. Oh, How would sure. George Lair be remembered? He was an amazing guy. He inspired all the people. He did this amazing podcast. He did these amazing videos. I look forward to listening from him. Those are the things that really matter. Is is how you would be remembered because you're only here for a little dash. That's for sure. You yeah, know? you know we are just a little speck in this universe, yeah. and you know it's it, when you look back at at uh, the, the decades before us, and you know the the future that we're setting. You know, you look at your grandchild, right? You look at uh, your your kids. You remember how tiny they were, and to where they are now, and to where they're going, man. I mean, you know, it just seemed like a couple of days ago. I was just holding my daughter for the very first time. You know, yesterday I'm hanging out with her, and I, she's I, about nineteen now. She's right? twenty. Twenty. Right, and and I'm hanging out with her, and she said on my lap and I'm looking at her I'm like man you know where where where's time gone right so you're right you know uh it's it, you, you try to live your best life each and every day have, and have you seen the video I posted I think it was uh, a few months ago I found a video on VHS on 8 by 8 of me preaching on veterans day in full uniform wow and I was very skinny I was about 190 pounds I was in my Carbondale Township Police uniform yeah. preaching on Veterans Day. And it was just funny because I said to my wife, oh, my God, I remember that. I remember how I felt. I remember, you know, the physique I was in. I've, but here it is. It's almost two and a half decades later. And so, you know, I got to say that uh, it, it's so nice to actually just be here with you and, and talk about, uh, you know, really our lives, um, the, the past, where we are to now, where we are now, and, and what it is that we're looking to do going forward. And, uh, you know, if there's one thing that you can say to people, right, if there's one message that you could uh, put out there to the universe that people uh, that, that you think would actually help change or mold somebody's lives to better themselves, what, what would that message sound like? What would that? You know, it's funny because I know what it is. 
and I discovered it this year, and it's to be free. What I do you mean? You know, I started the Freedom Project. What is that? Um, so the Freedom Project is a project that I started that soon will become a show. I'm writing two books. Um, you are enslaved until you find your purpose. You really are. We're just talking about that, yeah. right? Finding your purpose. Finding your purpose. So for, for me, for example, my goal, my vision, my desire, my everything in me is to be a speaker and a writer. Right. I don't want to, you know, I don't mind doing real estate. I don't mind the commercial. Lending. I don't mind doing everything else because I got to make a living. Right. But everything is towards one goal, to become free, to be able to get up in the morning. I said, you know what, Renee, we're going to go and we're going to be in France tomorrow. I want to speak on the subject. I want to be able to make a difference. I want my podcast or I want my show to be able to liberate people. Because I think what happens is this generation is starting to go back. As I talk to more younger generation, I see that people are no longer going for the jobs that make a lot of money. They're going more for, you know, it makes me feel good to be a doctor. It makes me feel good to be you know, to work at a florist. You know, it's people are going back to what makes them feel good. Right, right. And I, I think, that. and I think, yeah, that's the way society is, is changing. Today. Right. So I think the biggest advice is to tell people to stop living somebody else's life. Live your life. Very true, man. You just live your life. You know, be happy in your own skin. Learn to live in your own skin. Learn to be free. I just spoke to a girl at the bank yesterday. She just got a divorce. Very wonderful girl. And she said, Jesse, I want to be an artist. I said, well, what are you doing towards those steps? He said, well, this year I'm going to start working in the studio. She works at the bank. She said, nice. I hated being here. So that's the thing is, is, is the biggest advice I can give somebody is learn to become free before the end of your journey in this earth because you're going to get to the end of the journey. You're going to find yourself, like I'll give a perfect example of what my very good friend just went through with his wife, 50 years old. Wow. From yeah. one day to another, lasted two months, she passed away. And he said, Jesse, I would have given everything to make sure she stay here. So at the end of the day is you don't want to get there and say, you know what, I've accomplished everything that everybody wanted me to accomplish, but I'm I'm not free. I'm not living life to its fullest. Um, some people today, they just get up and they sell everything and they travel the world and they put it on Instagram and they're able to make a little bit of a living, but they're living a fulfilled life. So I think that's the biggest thing. Live a fulfilled life, you know? If every day you get up and you look forward to what you're doing, and I know you love what you do. Um, because sure. I, you know, it's funny because when you decided to go from lending to doing this, I was like, that's a total different, you know. But I see that you are in your gift. And I got to tell you, man, you know, talking about that, it was a very scary move for me because, I, you know, it was not something that I was 100% familiar with. I had been lending for a very long time. But I, I got to tell you, and I read something uh, that if – some if a goal does not scare you hmm. it's not a big enough goal interesting right it's not a it's not something that's really going to change your life so it, it's always great to actually step out of that comfort zone it's always great to actually take a so leap that, of faith so that's a good scare then that's, that's like a, a great scare cuz today i was terrified this morning with the meeting i was having i mean right? terrified i call mm -hmm. jeff you know my friend jeff and i said jeff i'm going to be on such and such a place uh doing such and such a meeting uh, to become free from this relationship. And he said, Jesse, you got this. Absolutely. And after I left the meeting, it was an hour later. It was an intense How'd meeting. How would you feel? Oh, my God. I felt like like I, I was in tears, to be honest with you. I was Good in tears. tears, bad tears? My wife is in the car right? because we didn't know how the meeting was going to go. And um, I just said to myself, man, I am so I feel so liberated. I feel like it's the same thing when I left from Keller Williams, where my comfort zone was, right. to EXP. It was like, I don't know anything about this company, but I know this is where I need to be at. Right. I need to be free. And I left and I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, you know what? But now I'm fully free. 
Same thing with becoming a homeowner. There's people that, that become homeowners and they don't realize, but they know in their gut, this is what I need to be doing. So going back to the industry we're in, sometimes people say, I don't know, but then you talk to them six months later, like, oh, my God, this feels amazing. Right. I can finish my living room. I don't have to ask a landlord. I can put in that extra closet or I can, in my case, have a man cave. Whatever. You could actually tear down one wall and make uh, one bedroom, you know, a small bedroom into a bigger bedroom. You could, you know, do whatever you want. And it's an investment that you're making for yourself. And it's a way for you to force yourself to actually have to save. And what do I mean by that? Right. So you're renting, you're, you're giving money to somebody else, right? When you're buying a house, you're paying a bank for something that's yours. But what happens when you sell it? It's all yours. A lot of the money that you put into it, you get it right back. Right, you get it back with interest, and then some, well, and you're the, living. But what about the peace of mind of knowing this is your little castle? Oh my goodness! I'm putting For a sure. fence in the back. I'm, I'm expanding my deck. Uh, I'm able to get up in the morning, and you know, we just did the landscaping. We just changed some stuff around. Whatever it is that you want to do. Whatever it is. You want to put a jacuzzi, you want to, whatever you, your heart desires, whatever you mm-hmm. work so hard to accomplish, whatever that dream is, Correct. write it down. Yeah. Right? So that little scare inside of you is, is, is something that God has put into your life to tell you you're heading in the right direction. You have to listen to that so, voice sometimes. Yeah. So you shouldn't be scared of the scare. Right. You shouldn't exactly. be scared of that little scare. Exactly. Feeling. So there was a, a president, I believe, that said uh, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Fear itself. Right. Correct. So, and I don't want to say the uh, the name who I'm thinking because I, I could be incorrect and, you yeah. know, whatever. But you know, I, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave with this, man. And this is uh, part of that um, uh, that thing that I got this morning. That email says, um, you know, this year it tells you that this year you should not make resolutions. Instead, commit to making progress. Right. So it says that commit to making progress because change is automatic, but progress is not. And if you want to make real progress, then you need to look at your life in a different way. So you've got to take control of the process and not just hope it's going to work out. That's deep, man. That's from Tony Robbins. So let me ask you. What do you desire? What do you want to become? And what are you willing to contribute? I want to become fully free from everything in my life that holds me back. Debt, relationships, stigma, habits, addictions. To be able to give back the same gift that I've been given to become free. That's my purpose. That's why I'm alive. That's what I want to leave as a legacy. I want to be able to give the gift of freedom to those who are in bondage, like a fellow bondage man. I want to be able to give another human being the ability to become fully free from everything that holds them back. And we all bonded to something, whether it's addictions, whether it's habits, whether it's stigma, whether it's positions, titles. There's things that hold us back from truly living life at its fullest. And if I'm able to do that with God's grace this year, then I certainly want to share that and set people free. I love that, man. That's actually a good way to close this. And I got to tell you, man, I I really do appreciate you. Appreciate uh, everything you bring to um, to this world, right? Uh, Thank you. Just uh, your ability to actually want to help others, and you know, you're um, the first person to reach out and and, you know try to uh, be a 
a comforting person uh, in their lives when, when you know others are in need. Um, that, that's that's very big, man. Thank you so much for no, thank uh, you for being thank here. You, it's, you know, uh, you call, I come running. Is you? No, so. man. I, I appreciate that. This is our first podcast, and you. you know, it um, it's a good start to uh, end 2019 and hopefully motivate others to actually have a better, uh, brighter, more insightful 2020.